Welcome to Mad About Money, the podcast that is mad about money, sponsored by My VIP Rewards, the multi-award winning money saving app that helps you to save on your everyday living expenses. I am here with productivity and clarity coach, Trudy Simmons, fucking business legend and small business cheerleader. How are you, my love? Cheerleading. Yes, absolutely. I'm good. Let's do this. <laughs> Amazing. Um, so Trudy, tell me a little bit about you and what you do. So I'm a clarity and productivity business coach for women entrepreneurs. That's amazing. Um, I help people to get everything out of their heads, structure into actional plans, and then get it done. But actually what I am is I entertain business women in their businesses. Because I know, I have seen that when we are happier, then we're able to be more confident. And when we're more confident, we're able to be more visible. And being visible is very important when you have your own business. So I run networking events. I run co-working events. I run conferences. Um, I do lots of different things so that we can create safe spaces for women to be seen and heard. Ta-da! <laughs> Ta-da! Um, and I've actually just finished. Um, uh, how many weeks was it? 12? Was it 12 weeks? Six yeah. weeks? I can't remember. Like I, whatever it was flew by because I was so like I looked forward to our coaching sessions every single week um I you made me get out of my head and put things into actionable plans and those actionable plans I went and did and I got shit done and honestly I I am your you know I'm your biggest fan but I just I love everything that you do um and I want to know about your money story because this podcast is all about money it's mm. all about how we have got to the place that we are today and that means that every single person that I interview has their own money story so Trudy Simmons what is yours <laughs> it was really interesting to think about this because I thought well, what's my money story I don't I don't know that I have one and then I started thinking about it so I everyone moved, has one yeah I moved thrown out of home when I was 16 16 and a half so I went and lived by myself. I had to create a living. I had to get a flat. I had to buy food. All these things that as kids, you don't realize parents do for you or have to do for you. Um, and that you don't really appreciate because you don't have to appreciate it. You're a kid. At 16 and a half, I had to realize very quickly um, and stand on my own two feet. Now, somewhere in my youth, my mum must have said to me, credit cards are free money. So I honestly thought that credit cards were free money. Me too. So in that being said, where by the time I was 20, uh, I had the bank try to send me bankrupt. I had credit cards after credit cards with money on there. I did not understand. There was no logical pattern in my head that said, this isn't right. I honestly thought, that it was free money <laughs> and I just kept racking up the interest and I could see it happening logically I could see it happening but I just didn't have the maturity to realize I'm getting into trouble here yeah. so by the age of 21 I was yeah the bank tried to send me bankrupt and I realized that I had to to take responsibility and as much as by then I'd been through a massive process of, of working and I remember my first job I think I was paid six thousand a year for my first job that's for a long time ago what, <laughs> um, was, your first, what was your first job uh, I was a receptionist at a golf club 
Nice. And it was just as computers came in. So we were using WordPerfect 5.1 and I was the only one that could use it. And my I was faster than the computer was. So the computer would catch up like three minutes after I'd finished. And they were just in awe of the fact that somebody could use this new fangled machine. I don't think it's going to stick around. It is. <laughs> it's weird, that, isn't it? This was only, crikey, 30 years ago. So it's not anyway um <laughs> uh, so that was my first job and getting that six thousand I thought that I got six thousand a month not six thousand a year because I don't listen and I didn't have any concept of what money was or even what six thousand pounds was no no so it's just it's incredible looking back at these things and having and when you have your own business and I'm gonna jump when you have your own business the thing that I see all the time is even other people that have their own businesses try to calculate what your income is. So if you've got a product that's £10 and you sell 10 of them, then people go, oh, you've got £100. No, there's tax, potentially VAT, um, your VA that you have uh, that you have to pay, um, the software that you use that you have to pay, all the expenses that go into running a business. And if you if you have no concept of what that is, then you're going to get stuck. But I've learned that and unlearned it in corporate and then learned it again in having my own business because I had to learn from a very early age that a can of soup costs this much. I'm earning this much. What, what has to give at this stage for me to be able to have a drink on a Friday night? Something had to give. So, mm. <laughs> so, um, so that... <clears throat> That feeling of, I think I have everything at 16, 17, because I'm out on my own. I can do what I want. Um, I'm earning my own money. But actually, you've got this free money. The responsibility that comes with that is is massive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's great. So, so how long did it take you to get out, out of debt? How much did you rack up? I racked up about... I think it was 32,000. That's an incredible amount of money by 22. Yeah. Uh, and most of it was because I had moved into an apartment and I got a TV on HP. I got sofas. I got all these things that I thought, I don't know what I was thinking in my head that it was free, but that's what I... What was the name of that um, that place that um, that you could go to and you could buy beds on, an, on higher purchase and they didn't do credit checks? What was that? no uh, it had like a like a white sign I like I walked past it yesterday where what used to be it and I can't remember what it was but basically you could go in and you could buy anything that you wanted to on higher purchase and they were they didn't really care about credit checks they just let you have it wow um where is it <laughs> yeah it doesn't exist anymore I think it's really oh god it's gonna really bug me now because I can't remember what it's called but it was yeah it was a a, a very terrifying store they had like red writing and a white sign um it will come to me i'm sure if anybody knows what that is message me please it's gonna bug me um, it, um, I, I i had a, i had a sofa i had a tv i had um a fucking ottoman i think something really stupid that i really didn't need but it looked good in my house mm-hmm. um so i did exactly the same and you know i think 
one of the the big things that the reasons why people don't know about this there's no there's no education around money in school yeah there is abs- even now to this day i mean they do like this pse like personal social education thing mm. um my son the other day was learning about how to keep your money safe uh, put it in a bank that was all they said put it in a bank and i'm like what like oh my god okay there is a so much more to being responsible with money than just right so the other thing that you just reminded me is that because of my generation generation x um we were my my parents who are lovely my mum taught me that credit cards were free and my dad taught me that i was a girl so he ran a business i didn't need to know about money Mm. and just interesting your son learning so I I did have a bank account because money went in there, but I didn't know what was in there. I didn't know how much was in there. I, di- I didn't have a saving thing that went in there. Um, I didn't need to know. And even now, when I speak to my dad, there are things that he'll tell me or not tell me just because of that's his ingrained thing of, of how he was brought up. It's nobody's fault. But then I had to, so even when I speak to him now, I do it in a really naive way because I want him to feel like he's my dad and he's got some form of control over this. <laughs> the good girl's coming out. Um, yeah, I mean, that that's that's insane, isn't it? You, you do think, I mean, I, I remember the whole money doesn't grow on trees. You've got to work for it. You've got to work hard for money. You know, do your chores, you'll get you'll get paid. Like that that kind of, that mindset around money being so scarce mm. is what, really affects people through their journey mm. and I've had so much shame and guilt and you know I, I was 40 grand in debt I was almost homeless I was really really struggling mental health wise um, and things had to change they had to change um, so I I started researching I started learning I started working out what a budget you know I'd never even heard the word budget before mm. didn't even know what it was mm. um, and I started to pay off my debts and within within five years I was debt free um, my credit rating was absolutely below zero I mean I had at one point I think my credit rating was something like 122 out of a thousand mm. it was so bad that I honestly I felt like anytime I used my managed bank account that the police were going to rock up at my door because I felt like I was that guilty of something yeah all I was guilty of was not understanding and yeah. not yeah. knowing where that where that was going but so now Trudy though you are a successful entrepreneur you are a community leader you're somebody that people look up to and they aspire to be like I feel anyway uh, I do I do feel this um so how did you get from this debt place to starting to run your own business um well, it did take me at least five years to clear that past debt and to get back on my feet but within that five years I, I went to London I got a better job I got I progressed quite quickly through the ladder because I would never take no as an answer you can't imagine can you no. um, so, <laughs> so I and then I nicked off to Australia so I and I bought a house by then so I had equity, I had property, I had a new car because um, I'm I, from that moment of crikey, how have I got myself here? I never want to be here again. I have been the best saver 
So mm. I'm really good at saving money and I'm really good at watching, at knowing what the costs are that are going out so that I, when I, I got my redundant from my corporate job 10, 12 years ago now, 12 years ago, and I knew that I had three months money in the bank. Yeah. I knew that I was going to be okay for that length of time. And even with COVID hitting, the biggest worry for a lot of people was, what are we going to, where's the money going to come from? What's going to happen with our businesses? I knew that I had three months money in the bank. I knew that I had six months money in the bank if I didn't eat. That's never going to happen with me. <laughs> we like food too much. <laughs> um, but I knew, I, I'm very careful in knowing I've, I've always got, a, a backup plan yeah and that taught me that from that moment because I did not want to feel the way because I felt so out of control in that moment of well I'll just keep going I'll just I'll just keep racking up debt I'll just keep racking up debt what's who cares where's this gonna what's the consequence of this I didn't understand the consequences and then once I had cleared it all and nearly been sent bankrupt um, and worked that hard to clear it I, I just never wanted to go back there. So I've always been very careful from there. Uh, and, and then I have always been fiercely independent of everything that I buy. I buy because I've got the money. I don't have any debt. I have never had any debt since then. I've never bought anything that I can't afford. And that's one of the, you, you were talking about money saving tips. And that was one of the things that I did think of is, if I can't afford it, whether it's a sofa or a new Mac from my business, if I can't afford it, I don't buy it. Yeah, that is really good advice. Really good advice. Hard, because um, there are always going to be the things that you want or you think you deserve, which we obviously do. Um, but it's just it's not worth it for my psyche, for my mental health to think, crikey, I've got all that debt behind me again. I don't want it. No, thank you. I'd rather work for it and have it. And it's interesting that you say that. I really do think that, that money and mental health have such a, a strong pull together. Mm. I have never felt at more low than times where I've had no money. Mm. And when I have money, do you know what? I feel happy. Money doesn't buy happiness, but what money does buy is security and security makes people happy. Yeah. So I think that that's one of the one of the reasons why I'm constantly out on my bandwagon shouting about how employers should be looking after their employees, because if you've got an employee who is so low because their finances are so terrible that they're not going to be productive, they're not going to be working, they're not going to be out there doing the job they're meant to be doing for you because their mind is going to be elsewhere. Mm. Um, and it is so important that people start to look after their financial mental health because they're so connected yeah um and it, yeah. It's, it's important when I got made redundant uh and I was out of work for I think eight months so I was on my last brass razoo as we call it in Australia um <laughs> I had a friend of mine that would that would talk to me about manifesting and um and positive mental attitude because I had none of this when when I was in corporate I was broken totally broken by the time I left there and we would walk around a lake and she would come to my house. She would put me in the car. Um, we would walk around a lake for an hour and she would repeat over and over, the money will come, the money will come, the money will come. And it would bug the hell out of me, like just shut up for 10 <laughs> minutes 
whilst I just wallow in my self-pity here. But in the end, I would start repeating it. And I think with anything like that, it only happens when you take action. And you can think, wish, wait, and want all the time. I talk to my clients about this. Wishing, waiting, and wanting. If you're wishing, waiting, and wanting for something to happen, it's not going to happen. You have to be able to take action. And the minute that my... It's a physical thing. I've just done it myself. When um when you're when you're down and you're you're in your head and you're thinking and you, it's just this this contraction that happens. And I remember walking along the lake and I could feel myself going up and thinking the money's going to come. Of course the money's going to bloody come. I'm not lazy. I can do things. I can create things. I can um create an income of what I need. This is up to me. This isn't anybody else's responsibility. And I remember standing taller and walking and thinking, right, well, if the money's going to come, how is that going to happen? And I went and created my first business. It was called S. It was called SOS. Oh, no, I can't remember now. SOS. Systems, Operations and Services or something. Where That's I- the most boring name ever for you. <laughs> like, no. What was I thinking? Um, and it was about uh, helping people to clear their systems out and to get their, to declutter their environments so that they could work more productively. It was very dull. It was very dull. It does sound dull but- for you. You're more like exciting than that. I did, um, I did one little ad in a newspaper and I got three clients and I thought, this is happening. This is happening. So that was, and that was way before I actually started my business, but that's where it started. And I just thought, this feels better. It feels better to earn. Well, it does to me. I need to be able to feel like uh, I'm looking after myself, taking responsibility for it. Yeah. And so is, is manifestation something that is a big part of your life now? Or are you still a bit on the fence? No, I'm definitely not on the fence. I, I love it all. I embrace it all with action. Me too. So I and I know that in working with you, you're very good at doing that. It what bugs me is when people sit and think about manifesting think about what they want and think that that's going to work um i and this yeah, is you, you, you can't just sit there you can't just sit there going the money's gonna come the money's gonna yeah. come and like just there win the lottery well it's, I it's like you can't come. win the lottery yeah. if you don't don't buy a ticket right so we'll be in it to win it exactly i think that's their, their catchphrase or whatever but but yeah there's so, yeah. You, you have to put the step you have to work Hmm. Um, and you don't have to work hard you can work smart you know there are there are ways you know I'm not saying burn yourself out but that at, at every given time where I've thought shit this is the end I've hmm. got no money I go Maddie stop it snap yeah. myself out of it and go actually what I'm doing is really good and hmm. the money will come but yeah. I put the work in to get to that place exactly and if you're not willing to do that bit don't expect things to happen it, it's and again this is my personal thing I'm not someone that can sit around and wish wait and want I need to be taking action towards something yeah. I need to see progress in something so I'm I'm very it, it, it makes me excited to think oh I've just taken that action and this was the outcome the money came in so and to me it doesn't matter if it's two quid or twenty thousand it doesn't matter it's the same feeling behind every single penny on that note let's talk about the million pound challenge oh okay right because that 
is a prime example of everybody focusing on the money and making it happen. Tell me about it. So two, no, 18 months ago, I were, it was November and we were in the pandemic and I thought, what if we created a million pounds in a month? And I was going to say stupidly, stupidly, I spoke to some people about it and they said, you don't have the audience that are going to create a million in a month. You don't have the number of people to create a million in a month. And so it starts wearing around in your head. And I thought, no, I'm not listening because I never listen. Um, I do what I want to do and what makes me happy. And what makes me happy is motivating and encouraging people to think outside of their box. So I created the spectacular challenge to one million pounds in January 2021. We did the first one. Um, I had 80 women entrepreneurs that signed up to do it. We had a month from the 7th of January to the 7th of February where we were going to create 1 million in that month. What that meant for each small business is whether they were creating £5 a week or £50,000 in a week, they just added it into the pot, not the actual money. People actually thought that I was taking the million. We just <laughs> filled out a sheet and said, this is what I've earned in the week. And we added it up. We watched the little thermometer go up and up and up. Uh, and we watched it for a month. And on that last day, and this is what really excites me, on that last day, I knew that we had done it. I knew before lunchtime that we had, we were either just about to crack the million or we were already over it. Did you cry? I, I, I couldn't. I was so... I, I would have cried. I'd have been like... Full of, <laughs> I'm not really a cry, but I, I was so full of excitement and like tingly winglies. I was just, oh, so excited. So when I saw that happening, what I did was I went into the Facebook group that was for this event and said, we are so close we need you to do what you can to ask for the sale because this isn't about me it's about you and your business and that thinking differently in that month gave them the opportunity to think where can I ask for the sale um what's what services do I want to concentrate on rather than the doom and gloom of what January is so in going into the group and saying we are so close please pull out the stops do what you want to for your business they then went and created £56,000 that afternoon. Wow. Because they asked for the sale for their businesses. I did not expect that. And that change of mindset between um, January's not going to happen, nobody spends money in January, to, oh, my God, we're nearly going to do it as a team, as a collective. And that was the biggest thing about this. I've I've done done it I've I've done the the challenge two years in a row and we've had two of the best Januaries we've ever had it is about the mindset it is and last year we had 80 women that did it we did 1,056,000 this year we only had because people this year was crazy between December and the end of January um, the level that people had to give to their businesses we were all just drained yeah but I had 22 people do it this year and we still created 800,000 888,000 wow. in the month of January that's so, insane that's so if you think about the figures and the ratios like yeah. considering the number of people that's more yeah. than the million if you'd have had the same amount crikey yeah in that 22 people you've got people that are making five pounds a week 
and people that are making a hundred thousand because they've got bigger businesses. It doesn't mm. matter. It's all about the mindset. And the, the people that had the bigger businesses had their biggest months as much as the people that were doing five pounds a week doubled because we always talk about let's double that next week, let's double that next week. And it was really exciting to to get that close because it's and for me, it's not about reaching the million, although that's brilliant. It is about the fact that we try so hard for each other in that environment. And it's yeah, it's great fun. It's a different funny mindset. It shows what happens when you actually focus on a target. Yeah. And, you know, I would say this to all business owners. If you don't have targets, sales targets in place, if you don't have numbers that you're trying to reach, put them in place because it makes you focus on what your goals are. Yeah. And that really, really does help. It's, it's, it's insane. But I genuinely, that challenge is really fun. Um, I hope you do it next year. And I think, you know, we should get more people involved as well. Mm. Um, it's a, it's really good. And it just gets people, it gets people excited about something. And January can be a bit of a rubbish month, but it's not when you, when you're focused. Yeah. Um, so Trudy, top money saving tips. Uh, my top one, I would think is invest wisely. Because we were talking earlier about different courses that we've done and some of the money that's been wasted. Yeah. We can invest in, and whether you're a business or not a business, we still spend money in different places. And if you're spending money on gifts for kids that the kids never play with, that's a waste of money. If you're in business investing in an online course that you then never do the content for, that's a waste of money. So I think my business, my uh, best money saving tip would be to invest wisely and really look at what your outgoings are so that you can cancel anything that you're not using never networking always come to networking um, networking is, the, is, is, is the, the way you grow a business like it is it really is um but yeah so I think invest wisely is my best money saving tip I like it I like it so Trudy how can people get in contact with you the daisychaingroup.com is my website uh, and on Instagram at daisychaingroup as well. And I have a Facebook group, Business Women Shine Online. Amazing. Sorry, man, not one for you this week. Uh, but hopefully, hopefully the, the men will have found this useful anyway. Um, I know I have. You're always an absolute ray of sunshine. Thank you so much. Um, Trudy Simmons, everybody. This podcast has been mad about money. Check us out on Spotify um, and make sure that you check out our sponsors, myviprewards.co.uk for everyday money saving tips. We'll be back with you next week. Thank you very much for listening.